EFFL here after week 13. Uh, very interesting week. We had a lot happen around the league, both in-game and in-chat. I am happy to welcome a special owner tonight. Uh, we have Bruno, owner of Wideout University, here with us. Bruno, how you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good. I appreciate you guys having me. Heck yeah. Uh, Bruno is was not in the game of the week last week, but he is in the game of the week this week, and we wanted to make sure we got him on the show. Uh, a lot has transpired. We wanted to talk to him a little bit, uh, you know, just about the league. So far this year, his team, he's made a lot of big changes and trades, and uh, he got into it with a few of our league members here this week who uh, got a little too big for their britches. So um, I guess we'll say, uh, Bruno, you're here we're in the last week of the season here. You're 7-6. and six. You got a big game this week up against RIP Christian McCream Pie Albert, who was on a few weeks ago. Albert mm-hmm. obviously could get as high as the number three seed with a win. Um, with a loss, he's a number six seed, so there's a lot in it for you. You also control Sean's fate, of course, you know, with a win. You essentially yeah. knock out Sean. So, you know, Sean's going to be watching this game very, very closely. And for you, you know, you're playing for a playoff berth here. So with a win, you're the five seed. You could still get in, you know, uh, with, or I'm sorry. So you need to win to get in. Uh, you're a number six seed with losses from both uh, you and Sean. So even if you lose, if Sean drops the ball here, you could still potentially get in. But anyway, you know, you want to control your destiny here. You want to win and get in. Uh, how are you feeling heading into this last week? I mean, I'm always feeling pretty good. Um, obviously, this year. Um, I, I was so busy early on and, you know, sometimes you need a little bit of trash talking here and there. And, you know, John woke me up a little bit, um, you know, kind of saying stuff about my trades. And, hey, listen, if it wasn't for that trade, I probably would not be in this position that I am in now. You know, so obviously my guys were taking vacations, not taking COVID shots this year and you know, deciding <laughs> not to play a few games. So they put me in a hole. So. I, I was I had no problem trading uh, Devontae a little bit and you know Hopkins. So yeah, we were all I don't know if you've listened to any of the podcasts, but we were all very high on your team from the start mm. of the season. You know when you had DeAndre, uh, you had uh, you had Hopkins, you had Devontae Adams. Uh, you had a very strong team. I think you had Julio uh, to start, which unfortunately yeah. didn't really pan out. But uh, we were very high on your team and. Uh, now you've kind of shifted the focus to a more balanced team where you're not as strong at wide receiver, but you're strong at running back. So, yeah, it, was that kind of your thought process Was with the trade, was just become more balanced? Yeah, I had to become a little deeper. Um, I mean, obviously, when Devontae went down uh, for a few games of COVID and, and Hopkins missed a few games, I had to balance it out. You know, they don't do me any good sitting on a bench not playing. So, you know, with some of the injuries I had, I was like, let's make some moves and you know, I so far has worked out for me. Your strategy, and I know this is thinking way back here, but obviously, I don't know. Have you ever done like a super flex league like this? Because I think for a lot of us, this was our first time, like where yeah, you get it started. My, it was my first time. And actually, I didn't know it was a flex league starting off. And I know Sean was sending me a lot of stuff, but I think at the time, I, you know, my baby was almost there. And so I was so focused on that. So I actually went into it. And then in the middle of it, I'm like, wait, hold up. And I checked, and I'm like, oh, god damn. <laughs> I was like, it's okay. I went to it. Yeah, so I ended up with Wentz, you know. Like, I'm like, uh, it's Bless all right. You, you know, yeah. Went, ended up with Wentz. And, you know, luckily I picked up some some guys off waiver, like Henneke, um, who I think was 
pretty good. But yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, I luckily I was very strong in certain positions to start out the year. Yeah, so going into it this week, obviously, uh, John took a shot at you and, and, and the mm-hmm. trade, which caused you to respond here. Uh, I mm-hmm. believe that you, I don't know if this is an exact quote, but you said that his team is high AF uh, and that he is high <laughs> AF, or at least alluded to that. Uh, so going in on this, you know, now as the playoffs are coming near, are you hoping to see John in the playoffs to show him that he's, you know, there's been a lot of talk. A lot of people don't think he's a legit number one seat. And, uh, you know, John's addressed that on the podcast. You know, he's he's yeah. made some changes himself. He's made some big moves. He's managed very well. You know, the Gardner Minshew start this week. He's picked up Elijah Mitchell was the first uh, the, the big free agent pickup of the year, and that's mm-hmm. really didn't pay any dividends at the start, and now it's kind of starting to uh, right in time. But are you hoping to see him in the playoffs? Of course. I mean, you know, like I said earlier, I, I taught him everything he knew. Except to be humble. So, you know, that's the one thing I wish, you know, I taught him a little bit better at, but it's okay. You know, he's definitely a confident person, which, you know, I get, but, you know, like I kind of showed the records, um, you know, he was playing some really easy teams at the time. So um, I think other than last week, he probably scored over a hundred points, maybe once in what, seven, eight weeks. So he's definitely, you know, been lucky with the schedule. Uh, the strength of schedule, I think has benefited him a lot. And, um, yeah, you know, I'm looking forward to playing anybody, but, you know, John especially. Yeah, you know, you also got uh, with it with my division rival, you know, Brandon. Brandon's talked a, a big game, deservingly so. He's made some big trades as well. And, uh, you know, for him, he upgraded Judy to Devontae. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, you obviously had that trade with him. Um, he he kind of had some buys, but, you know, Brandon's another team where – you know, I think you kind of uh, uh, came at a little bit, which was very funny, and I enjoyed since uh, he's in my division. And I wish him nothing but bad luck. Um, but uh, <laughs> and then also Calvin, our co-host, got in on it too. So there was you know was a lot of chit chat here as we get things are getting a little spicy here as we get oh, into yeah. the end of the division uh, races and we get into the playoffs, which is great. Um, I'm, I, I mean, you have made me want to watch your games more now than ever, really. Uh, do you feel like are you trying to get in the heads of your opponent uh, as we get closer? Make maybe they make a mistake. I mean, I definitely feel that uh, since I've been talking, it's been opening people up a little bit, and you know they're coming out their shell. So it's good to see that. You know, I had no idea who Taylor Made was, and I still don't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, all that talking—I don't know. I mean, I'm looking at his team right now. You know, Joe Mixon's questionable. Devontae's questionable. Waller's questionable. You know, sometimes you talk too much. It, it kind of backfires a little bit. But he he, he did get his prize possession in Hill. You know, he, he said Hill is an amazing player. So, you know, hey, if you're you're betting on Tyson Hill, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and he got Mills too. Wow. See, you know, he's got he's got elite quarterbacks, I guess. So he's pretty confident, he's pretty confident in his team right now. So, listen, yeah, I, I think – Oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no, sorry. Yeah, I was going to say, as we uh, – we'll get into it later in the podcast. But, yeah, he's in my division, and he's had my number all year, really. I, I mm-hmm. He's beat me twice, and uh, now, you know, I'm looking hopefully this week to get a little bit of a, a payback here. He's got a tough matchup with a lot of buys. But, yeah, he's uh, he's a team I probably don't want to see in the playoffs, but I kind of do. 
but but he's been tough. But yeah, that quarterback position for him all year has really been the only uh, tough part. I mean, his yeah. his core has been very good, and obviously made that trade with you to try to strengthen a little bit. But yeah, quarterback's yeah. not been his thing. But I mean, he's got one of the best running backs in the league. So uh, of course, anytime that guy can go off for four or five touchdowns and. You know, that gives him a little confidence. So I, I get that part of it, you know. But if, you know, Taylor May drops the ball, you know, it's I, – like I said, he's got Cup. I think Cup's a really good player. But I do think Stafford hasn't been throwing the ball as well lately. And, you know, the Rams' offense have been shaky, you know, as Sean should know. Stafford has just not been having the year he had in the beginning of the year. Mm. And, you know, I, I honestly think it's open to everybody. So – you know, everybody talks, but you never know. You get in the playoffs, anything can happen at that point. And, you know, I've been talking to my guys. I told Big Ben, he put down the hot dogs and you know, stopped <laughs> drinking the Slurpees. And he said, you know is, yeah, is my last year in Pittsburgh. I'm going to go after it. So I said, that's what I'm talking about, Big Ben. That's what I need from you. So, you know, I've been I've been really, you know, some of these dudes like Gibson, he, I guess he thought was trash. And, you know, Gibson's like, all right, I got you. I got you. I'm going to show him that Taylor's a little bit – or Taylor Maid's not as good. So, you know, I'm, I'm motivating these guys. They're hungry. <laughs> They're hungry. But, you know, guys like John, and you know, they talk. I mean, you know, I don't think you'll get the easiest schedule going into the playoffs. So you can't count on that every time. You know, we live in an age of cancel culture, and uh, some things were circulating on social media this week, one of which was a Facebook post that you made um, of someone you look up to, and that person was Aaron Hernandez. Uh, can we get a statement on that? <laughs> Listen, I give that dude a lot of credit. Yeah. <laughs> it must have took him at least two, three hours to find that. And, you know, Pat said, hey, listen, he's not, he's, he's not my favorite, but there are people out there that might root for Hernandez, and, you know, he, he's got an interesting story, so... Hey, listen, uh, <laughs> Kumar or Common or or whatever. Man, I, appreciate, I, appreciate, I appreciate the effort there. Cal was eliminated from the playoffs, so you know he needed something to do this week. Uh, unfortunately, since I was very entertained throughout the entire uh, entire conversation, to be honest, I would expect that from Calman's Facebook page, considering he did immediately trade for a murderer the day after. Henry Ruggs' murder, uh, but not from the wideout university. But, hey, you know, as you said, you made a very good point. And, uh, yeah, you had a little bit of back and forth with Calman this week. Uh, Calman got into it, but, you know, usually – uh, most of what Calman posts is illegible, in, 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 in rather. Uh, but uh, he, you know, he had a, a few things going back and forth this week. Some of which made sense, some of which did not. But um, yeah, interesting yeah. week here in the chat. I guess. Do you have anything to say to Calman or Kumar now that uh, you're talking to him directly? <laughs> well, Kumar, man. You know, I, I always say if, if I come to Jersey, we'll go to Seven Eleven, grab a Slurpee, and we'll, we'll get together and hang out. I mean, I will say it would be very, it would be a much longer drive for me, I think, to get to Jersey. Oh, he lives in North Carolina there? now. Oh, okay. Well, I'm, I'm in Virginia, Charlotte. so it's actually not that far. Okay. Uh, so, okay, yeah, meet halfway. Before uh, you know, we have you give your message to the league. You know, as we head into the playoffs, uh, is there anything, Cam and Sean, you guys wanted to ask Bruno why we had him here? Uh, Sean, you we, go ahead. I'll go. Yeah, think- so, Bruno, as you've been calling people out this week, have you 
decided you wanted to take on a heel role? And if so, you know, any, any statement on that? You mean as far as going into the playoffs or as 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 of the villain of the league? Do you revel in that? Of course. I mean, I, I love seeing people get mad and, you know, responding and, you know, you know, John, I know he was upset and he was probably sitting at home and he waited for that last <laughs> win. And, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure as, as Kelsey couldn't catch Mahomes as a bum, you know, because you know, I, I really didn't think he was going to win last week. And I'm like, OK, you know, Kelsey dropped the ball, which, you know, he's done a lot to share. And um, he, he had to, he was waiting for that very last second to post something. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm in his head. I was like, the, <laughs> the moment he posted something after that, I was like, oh, I got him. I got John. So, again, you know, like, like it's good to see, you know, my pupils doing so well. And John's one of them. Um, you know, just like, you know, I got to keep him modest a little bit and, you know, humble. And, you know, sometimes you got to bring him back down to earth and his little Mario crew of uh, little <laughs> – little mushrooms over there, you know? So yeah, I, I embrace it all. I love it. Um, I definitely think people underestimate my team and they don't think they're very good. So I, I like that. I'm okay with that going into the playoffs. Another question. Is there any team you want to face? And is there any team you don't want to face in the playoffs? Uh, huh. I mean, there's definitely some good teams out there. Um, let me see going down this list. Let me see. Um, I mean, obviously, you guys know I would love to face John in the playoffs. <laughs> you know, one, let me see, just going through this, who scored a lot of points this week? There was one team that I thought was pretty good. Um, I don't know if I could find them. I have to go through this. Uh, I mean, honestly, kind of going through all this, I think there's a pros and cons to every team. Um, I feel like any team can get hot at any moment and you could go from, all right, because the biggest thing I noticed this year is just because you got the big names, doesn't always translate to having the most points. Mm. And, you know, with injuries and people sitting out and COVID and, you know, I'm looking through guys who's eight and five and, you know, nine, you know, John obviously 10 and three, and there's nobody that really like, I'm like, oh, damn, you know, because even that one, I think there was one week I played Herbert and I was down like 50 points. Right. Remember that Monday night football yeah. game? And, you know, he had like everybody going and, and this quarterbacks dropped the ball. So, you know, I, I just believe like you have to get a little luck. You have to obviously put your guys in the best positions, know which ones are going to be hot and cold, which ones are going to sit out and, and just kind of have a little luck going into it. So I'm not really worried about who I face. I'm more like as long as my guys bring it, you know, come ready to go, I think we have a good chance. Uh, Bruno, I have a question for you. Yeah. Do you think if anything is possible, is it still possible for anything to be impossible? (laughs) (laughs) Well, the impossible is your team can't make the playoffs. Mic drop. Calvin, your spots. <laughs> he didn't see that coming at all. That is that's pretty good. Um, yeah, you're done. You can, you can hold done. W on that one. 
I was not. Yeah, I was expecting some kind of convoluted answer. I was not expecting that. <laughs> hey, I keep doing your sometimes. I don't even want to ask if you have anything to tell the league. I just want to go out on that. But I mean, I have to ask: Is there anything else you want to tell the league before we head into the playoffs? Hey. Keep on talking. I love it. You know, if somebody has something to say, say it. But say before the games, don't say it after the games. Which, you know, I think, you know, people front running because John was very quiet for three, four days and he was not going to say anything unless Kelsey couldn't catch the ball. And of course, Kelsey couldn't catch a damn ball. So he wanted to talk. So I believe in, you know, if you're going to talk, talk. Don't, don't say something after you win. You know, I think that's a little cheesy. So, you know, if you believe in your team, believe in your team, you know? That's all I'm saying. (laughs) Well, I appreciate uh, you on here. Thanks for coming on. You know, we may see you again here as we get near the playoffs. Uh, thank you for roasting Calman. That was hilarious. And uh, <laughs> we'll uh, we'll catch you later. So thanks again, man. See you, Bruno. See you guys. Appreciate it. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Week 13 EFFL Fantasy League recap here. Uh, as always, Dakota, owner of Mary Had a CD, a little lamb, a little CD lamb. I have our commish, Sean. Sean, how you doing? Doing great. Still alive in this playoff hunt. Need some help, but we're still here. And um, I have the resident villain, uh, Calman. Calman, how you doing after this week? I imagine can't be too good. Every moment of existence is excruciating. <laughs> the void. Calman will unfortunately be in the void for the rest of the season with a loss this week, but uh, I won't harp on that too much. Uh, I guess we should get into the get into the recaps here and, and go through it. This was an important week for a lot of teams. As we get down second to last week, we're in the divisional games. There was a lot of teams that needed a win to, to keep in the playoff race, um, keep their playoff hopes alive. A lot of teams are looking for positioning and playoff seeding, and of course, that uh, sought-after first-round bye. Uh, which a few teams were, you know, trying to either lock down or keep themselves in the hunt for. So, as always, I'll go with uh, my matchup. Uh, Fidel, I am so sorry, man. Fidel needed a win to stay in the playoffs this week. Uh, he, of course, played the only person in the league that scored higher than him. I was texting Sean like Monday night, like, man, someone is going to lose and it's going to be brutal, whoever it is, me or him. I had about a 16 point lead going into the game. Uh, he had Josh Allen. I had Devin Singletary. I was thinking if Devin Singletary could get into the end zone, I would probably walk away with a touch or with a win rather. Uh, he did not find the end zone, but luckily, uh, the storm of the century hit new England and they ran the ball 50 times. Mac Jones only had three attempts and they kind of just burned the clock. And Josh Allen in that weather, uh, really didn't look that great. Um, looked a little off. Uh, again, probably blame that to the weather, but only 13 points from Josh Allen. So, Fadil, I'm very sorry. This game was crazy, too, because I was watching some of the late games, and at one point, George Kittle had, like, no points, and then I looked back, and he had 28, and then caught another touchdown. I was feeling pretty good until the late games. Kirk Cousins wasn't doing a whole ton. T. Higgins called a late bomb, I think. Uh, Deontay Johnson in the Steelers game caught two late touchdowns. So I was up by like 80 points, and then all of a sudden my lead shriveled. So happy to walk away with a win and uh, was able to clinch the playoffs with that. Uh, next matchup, yeah, Sean. Before again, you go, 
there was oh. two passes where uh where Allen had two touchdowns he missed. He, he, I don't know if you guys uh, saw. Yeah. I think it was Gabriel Davis. He had he hit him in, in the first half, and then he tried to hit him again, and it uh, he overthrew it. And then the one to Diggs, that was, that it was, was open. That was brutal. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if the wind, if it just hit off him or, or you know the wind shifted it, but Fidel yeah. easily could have walked away with a win. And, and man, I, it, it sucks to go out that way, but – um, he gets to play the role in spoiler. For me, I thought this was an important win because, uh, not to jump ahead too, too much, but obviously me and Brandon now are tied. Brandon has two victories over me. So he's got all the tiebreakers for the division, but he's got a tough week this week. And uh, I'll get into it, but he's got a lot of buys. So, you know, I was kind of looking ahead a little bit. And I was like, man, I really need to get this win. And he's got to play Fadil. So not a, a, an easy game to go off of uh, here. Best at the final game. team ever. It really, Fidel, best five and eight team ever. You know, go out with pride. We know you will. You know, you could play spoiler to Brandon's division title here this week. Uh, it's going to be a good one. So, but uh, yeah, that's what I was looking ahead. And I was like, man, we really got to get this win. So glad I was able to. And uh, good luck to you, Fidel. Uh, Trash Panda, Sean, you needed a win to be in. You were in a similar situation to me come Monday night. Uh, You had, who was it? It was, um, you were going up against Diggs. Diggs and and Myers, and I was up by 16. And And Myers with a donut again. Oh, my God. If if I am Christian watching that game, three passes the entire night. (laughs) I had like a 4% chance to win going into that game. (laughs) Yeah, not a day that you want the Patriots wide receivers. And similar, like you said, if Diggs catches that touchdown, Diggs catches that, that could pass. be it. Yeah, that's it. That's literally it because I won by, what, nine? And, yeah, nine, um, nine-ish points. So that and the yards was, and the catch. Yeah, that was like a 30, 40-yard pa- touchdown pass that Diggs dropped. So that would have been it. Absolutely insane. Absolutely insane. Um, we also have the Goodfellas going up against the Hobbits. Uh, again, Goodfellas, I think, was in, but just barely with a victory. The Hobbits, of course, looking for that first round bye and uh, maybe even the potential number one seed. He came away. The Hobbits have just turned it on as of late, just absolutely obliterating the Goodfellas. Big performances from Justin Herbert, Josh Jacobs, James Conner. I mean, his whole team is good. Adam Thielen, though, appears to be injured, which is going to hurt. Uh, that could help Justin Jefferson's value a little bit. Obviously, he'll be the main ca- pass catcher for sure. And um, I think Mike Williams has COVID, I saw, too. So just some news for him going into next next week, which we'll get to, I guess, on the breakdown. But, yeah, um, big win for him. Calvin, division uh, matchup here against Brandon. Brandon is just a tough team. I mean, he has he completely turned around his season. Calvin looking to try to stay in, just unfortunately couldn't get, get it done. Another disappointing uh, performance from Patrick Mahomes and, uh, unfortunately, that usually means Tyree Kill is probably disappointing as well, and that was exactly the case. So, um, how are you feeling during that game? Uh, not great. I mean, those two clowns really fucked me this year. I mean, just straight <laughs> up. Like, I don't know what the hell happened, but I went from being a powerhouse to just nothing. I mean, Mahomes, 12 points. It's like ridiculous. I mean, you know, it's bad when, you know, Sony PlayStation Portable over here gets 20 <laughs> and Mahomes is only rocking you know, 12.56. Like what the hell's wrong with that? Um, yeah, just not good. Uh, Boston Scott didn't play at all, which I kind of figured that may happen. Um, but I mean, it doesn't really matter. I could have plugged anyone in there. It wouldn't have helped. It also doesn't help that, um, I don't have a second quarterback. 
And the ones that were available, it was like, well, why bother? So, yeah, not not great. I think Andy Dalton was like available. I don't even know what his stat line looked like this week, but uh, yeah, probably better off not picking him up. Um, he had fifteen, so it was it was average. Yeah, it would have been like slightly better than I guess uh, having Brown or Hill in there. But yeah, it's uh, not not great. You know, we'll regroup, go into next year with a different strategy during the draft and and see what happens. Mahomes and Hill definitely screwed you this year. That was when they were hot, you you were putting up, you know, 140, 150 those weeks. And then the weeks that they went sour and it happened a lot. I've never seen this happen before. Um, It it really, you know, you you would put up less than 100. So it hinged a lot on that. And then they really did not live up Mm -mm. to the billing. Yeah, definitely not. Unfortunate. Yeah, really, some unfortunate luck. Once Winston went down, I mean that that that's a killer. You know, we, your quarterback, and you know, not a good week for the Eagles, of course. Uh, well, I mean, it was for the Eagles, but for fantasy purposes, um, just not a whole lot through the air. So, um, yeah, unfortunate. But you get to play spoiler. You know, potentially. I don't. Well, I don't know. Who do you play? I guess you play. Uh, oh, you play me. Yeah, you could play spoiler next week. So. Uh, you know, there's still something in it for you. I know you would love this. Stick it to me. Uh, <laughs> next game, Whiteout University. Bruno, uh, Bruno had a lot to say this week as we uh, discussed with him, and he was able to to go up against the Poverty franchise. And boy, just another brutal showing from the Poverty franchise. Again, if you had Mac Jones in your lineup this week, you probably lost um, negative points. You're better off not starting anybody. And just uh, just poor output, really, from all of the skill positions. And uh, good win for for uh, Bruno here. I believe he is still in the playoff hunt, which we will get to uh, here in a little bit. And then we had uh, R.I.P. Christian McCream Pie with a good showing, but was not enough to beat John. A lot of talk against John. You know, can he beat a good team? Can he beat a high-scoring output team? Oh, he only plays low-scoring teams. Well, you know, he played a high-scoring team this week and was able to come out with a victory, 10-3, and three, looking to clinch that number one seed here. Uh, Gardner Minshew, kind of a big brain play there, uh, wound up 21 points, which was pretty solid for a streaming player. Elijah Mitchell, again, has been very good. Saquon, mm, not so much. Down week for Jamar Chase, but overall, uh, good enough to pull out the win. Big day for Dallas Goddard with two TDs, and uh, Lamar Jackson, unfortunately, didn't really have the greatest output either. So, kind of a you know a week where he really didn't. Um, he had some buys too. I think some pretty big buys. It's a week where uh, he didn't really um, you know play to the full ability, but was able to get a win here. So, uh, as we mentioned, you know a lot of. Smack talk in the the chat earlier this week regarding that, so he's looking to prove everybody wrong, and um, that's that's that. So I guess we'll go into the power rankings here uh, and where we're at. So number one, the Hobbits. So we'll uh, obviously Sean did a great job going through scenarios. Uh, there's a lot of different scenarios here for playoff berths in this final week. So again, even if you are out with it being a division game, you could probably play spoiler uh, to someone sure. you hate. Um, so make sure to set your lineups. So uh, Patrick Stone in first. Again, a lot of big wins. He can clinch a first-round bye with a win or loss from both Brandon and myself. Patrick can clinch the number one overall seed with a win, and he needs a loss from John. Brandon. Brandon can clinch the Central Division with a win or loss from myself. Brandon can clinch a first-round bye with a win and a loss from Patrick. 
Super Mario Sunshine. John can clinch the number one overall seed with a win or a loss from Patrick. Myself, I can clinch the Central Division with a win and a loss from Brandon. I can also get a first-round bye with a win and losses from both Patrick and Brandon. A lot at stake this week. Sean, you can clinch a playoff berth with a win and loss from Bruno. Sean would be locked into the number six seed, so you would just sneak in. Unfortunately for Dill, uh, your season is over uh, with Bruno's win this week. Um, but again, you can play spoiler. Tough game against Brandon, who is looking to get that division and a potential buy. Uh, Bruno, wideout university in seventh. Bruno can clinch a playoff berth with a win or loss from Sean. Bruno is the number five seed with a win, number six with losses from both himself and Sean. RIP Christian McCream Pie. He is the number three seed with a win and losses from both Brandon and myself, a number four seed with a win and a loss from only one of Brandon and myself, a number five seed with a win and uh, with wins from both Brandon and myself, and a number six seed with a loss. So it seems like Albert is going to be in, but there's a lot of potential here in the Central Division that could shake up his seeding here. Christian Castle, you are on. Fortunately, eliminated from the playoffs with your loss this week to Sean. Again, very tough break. Calman, as we mentioned, tough loss this week. Unfortunately, eliminated. Uh, the Goodfellas, again, you will be playing spoiler, as will the Poverty franchise. So right now, there's still eight teams here You know, in playoff contention with a week to go. It's been very close all year around, and uh, even up till last week. So uh, any teams that you guys, you know, obviously, you just want to make the playoffs. Um, but is there a team, well, I guess this question is really for Sean. Is there a team you wouldn't want to play for the playoffs if <laughs> <laughs> you get in there? Man, thinking about it. And I know we're looking ahead, but it's okay because it's fantasy and it doesn't matter. We can look yeah, ahead. Yeah, I need some help. I need Bruno to lose. It's, so basically everyone, there's seven teams available. It's really just Bruno and I vying for that that last spot because um, the Hobbits, Taylor Maid, Super Mario Sunshine, you, Brandon, and uh, Albert all clinched. And so I don't, I don't really want to. <laughs> I guess it's the, the Hobbits are tough. Yeah, they've had the, some very high scoring outputs. Um, I would not want to play the Hobbits. I know they have some injuries right now, but I definitely would not want to play them. Um, I wouldn't I think, want to play you after you put one fifty seven. Yeah, and that's without that's without you know some some big players. Yeah. Too. Kareem Hunt's been injured. Um, mm-hmm. I had Zach Wilson in there, who that turned out. I mean, I, I think we mentioned on the podcast, so that was something I wanted to mention last week. But um, we had said he was projected seventeen, and he got. Uh, I think he scored seven points above. I think he scored twenty five. It's like eight points, seven points. So I think we had said like I don't know if he's going to hit that target. But he was one of the X factors I had. Uh, if he could do, you know, exceed that, we could get it. And look at that. I mean, he basically won me the matchup. I mean, I won by seven points. He scored seven points ahead of his projection. So uh, big stuff from Zach Wilson. I'm sorry to say that now. I meant to say that during the matchup, but it just slipped my mind. But yeah, um, yeah I, I feel like, like I, I can go off. I also had Kamara out. You know, I didn't even have the best possible lineup with Tyler Boyd. So I think I could put up some points. You know, if I can stay healthy, that's going to be a key for me. I don't like, think I want to. There, there really is. You know, when you get to the playoffs, you're going to be playing a good team. You know, Brandon, he's yeah, a tough. He's somebody I don't want to see. Taylor but, and Cup, and they could yeah. pop off any week. Yeah, you know, he catches four TDs, and Jonathan Taylor runs for three. It's over. 
So you don't want to catch him that week. But I would like to get a little revenge. You know, he beat me twice in the regular season. I'd like to get some revenge here and beat him in the playoffs. That would be sweet. But I don't know. He's a team that I don't want to look at. I will say, you know, uh, the last time I won a fantasy championship, I came in as the sixth seed of six. And I uh, actually had a negative record and wound up winning the championship. So, you know, you get hot at the right time. That's all you yeah. really need. Yeah, like the uh, 2010 Packers. You know, you just got to – or the 2011 Giants. The Giants, gotta get yeah. It in. Yeah. Anything yeah, can happen. Things start getting weird. It's the end of the season. Yeah. You the, know, Braves. the Braves. It'll be interesting. It'll, it'll be interesting. Calvin, is there anybody you don't want to play in the uh, – the, the losers loser bracket. <laughs> That's uh, honestly like looking at the projections for like all the teams. Um, the only person I wouldn't mind playing at this point is the poverty franchise. <laughs> I think they're the only team that's sorry, worse Alexander. than me right now. Yeah, yeah. sorry, but good fellas. Yeah, the good fellas. I guess oh, but, they had a decent week. Um, they did move up a spot in the power rankings. The, 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 the consolation ladder does have a bearing on the uh, draft order next year. If, if we do auction, the better you place in the consolation ladder, the higher your pick will be. Your, your, I guess you, the order you are in the nominations. Um, yeah. So you have something to play for, uh, which is the good thing yeah. with this league, the meta. You know, there are things to continue to play for. So like we said, make sure to set your lineups. It's the right thing to do. Um. I guess we can look at the weekly report, too. So best manager went to Albert, put up a um, perfect possible lineup. The worst manager went to Christian Castle. He could have scored 126, which, which would have would have won by a lot <laughs> and kept the season alive. Biggest blowout was Brandon over Kalman. The narrow victory, John Liu uh, over Albert. I was the highest scorer. Sorry for Dill. Uh, lowest score was poverty franchise. I oh, overachieved. I oh yeah. Before you keep going, that is the lowest score in the FFL history. Oh 54. no. 54.42. So we have a new he, record. Uh, he, he beat uh, out uh, Jeff's previous uh, low score of uh, let me pull it up. Fifty four point five eight from week seven. So oh, we had man. a record breaking week. Oh, sorry. Well, record you know Jeff's got to be happy at least, but <laughs> poverty. Yeah, I'm you sorry. Hold one of the record. Yeah. Oof. I overachieved big time. Uh, I was only projected 125, so you see how that goes. Uh, poverty, biggest projection, biggest miss. He missed it by 47%. And then uh, you can look at the superlatives for the players of the week. Um, some kind of surprises. The bench warmer of the week, Kenneth Gainwell, was able to find the end zone. So I thought that was good. The running back of the week, Javante Williams. So there was a lot of talk. He's on the Denver Broncos on my team. There's been a lot of talk. I've only really followed him because I have him in fantasy, but if um, Melvin Gordon were ever to go down, Williams is very talented. They've just essentially used basically a 50-50 split and really just hasn't had enough carries, but he did it all. He had um, he had 100 yards on the ground and 76 through the air and scored. So He um, could be a league winner. If uh, Gordon's out and they keep feeding him, they just love to run the ball. They do. They are going to run the ball. That's pretty much killed Noah Font, who I think you had dropped yeah, this week. I dropped both end. him and Sutton. I was sick of them uh, just not getting anything. Yeah, they're just committed to running the ball. So, you know, I never want to see somebody hurt, but, you know, definitely benefits me. And I'm kind of lacking that second running back to Kamara. You know, Tony Pollard's been great in spurts, but um, Devin Singletary, man, even when 
well, you know, when um, Zach Moss, I think, had gone down, they immediately had Breida essentially take over the carry. So Singleton, Singletary really hasn't been able to do much. Uh, or I don't know if they don't like him or what, but he's just not very impressive in Buffalo. And I thought he would have some opportunity, but. They don't really like to run the ball, at least with their running backs. I feel like Josh Allen is the number one running back there. Yeah, he's RB1. Yeah. He gets yeah, all the goal so, line carries. They always do like QB power with him in the in the red zone. Yeah, not not very good though in the Buffalo running backs this year. So hindsight, of course, but um, so that's what I have. That's what we have. You can look at the power rankings again, the superlatives. I guess we will look at the MVP race just because that's kind of the big one. But when you talk about a quarterback heavy lead, if you don't have a quarterback, um. You know, you're probably not going to make it here in this league. All five are quarterbacks, just like in the NFL, really. Number six is Jonathan Taylor. I will note that he's uh, a point behind Mahomes. So, point behind. Okay, so very. So he could surpass him. So right now right. it's Brady, Herbert, Allen, Stafford, Mahomes, but Jonathan Taylor right behind him. And there's talks he could win the MVP in real life too. So pretty much on point with you know the NFL as fantasy yeah. typically is, but. I guess we can go into this final week here, uh, boys. Let's Any other topics here? We can do the uh, preview. Um, primarily, yeah. um, we're, we're going to go through all the matchups. As we said, even if you're not in the playoffs, you still have an opportunity here to play spoiler seating for the draft. So um, myself, first game, uh, Mary had a little CD lamb. Oh, uh, well, before I get into this, I guess I should mention the winner of the, the week last week too. the play, um, the Prima hoagie game of the week. I kind of skipped over that. John Lou, John Lou again, what's the, is this his fourth game of the week? That is his fourth. And I think which he's, is. He might be undefeated in them. I, he, he is, yeah, I believe he is undefeated. So primetime John Lou. Uh, if you need a team under name, pressure. he is uh, showing it. He likes the spotlight on him. So you know, he'll be hoping if he gets a playoff game, it's a EFFL Primo Hoagie game of the week. So awesome job, John. Maybe we should get like a trophy for that or something. You know, <laughs> kind of like how they have the Sunday night MVP. Oh, yeah. where they used to do that. You know, they would have that the in, bus. in the board. Yeah, you know, the bus. So like freeze a. Hoagie and shit. <laughs> <laughs> you get a gift card to Prima Hoagies, but it'll be like that portrait of Mr. Matt. Yeah, yeah, it'll be like there that movie. Go. Did you ever see with Will Ferrell when they're playing basketball, Tropic Thunder, when he does all the promotions at uh, halftime, but he doesn't actually have any sponsors or anything to pay for the promotions he's running. So, for example, if you hit like a half court shot, you know, you win a check for fifty thousand dollars. And uh, he's not expecting anybody to hit it, and this guy hits it. Or I think it's a full court shot. And as soon as he hits it, he's like, "Shit!" And about <laughs> <laughs> a semi pro, right? The flinch semi pro, yeah, 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 yeah. And he hands him. He's like, "You just want a giant check that says fifty thousand dollars on it." And then he tries to cash it, and of course it pounces. And he's like, "What well, did you try to take it to a big bank? That's what you're gonna get. You're just gonna get a gift card that says five dollars on it to Primo Hoagies." <laughs> Anyway, uh, going into this matchup, the oldest one of is this the oldest rivalry in EFFL history? Sean, is there a bigger one than myself and Calman? It's genuine, genuine question. It's it dates back to year one, as we year mentioned one. before. Calman beat me in the playoffs when defenses were juiced. We were still trying to figure out how to really play. <laughs> 
And uh, I've been bitter ever since. So anytime I play Kalman, I, I love running up the score on him. And he also loves to stick it to me anytime he's able to beat me, which typically in fantasy, he's had my number, uh, yeah. usually in every league except this year. Kalman yeah. wants to play spoiler. Yeah, I so do, Kalman yeah. gets the sp- something happens. Yeah, he's going to play to win this week. And uh, I don't think it's going to matter. I just I think my team is better. I think if I can get Kamara against the Jets, it's a great matchup. Javante Williams against Detroit, it's a great matchup. I am a little concerned with my wide receivers. I got Chris Godwin in Buffalo. Tampa seems a little off lately, although Godwin has been a bright point in Tampa Bay. Um, I am without Gazeki, so I'm going to have to stream a tight end, but I don't really know. Honestly, I haven't picked one up yet because I don't know who I want to drop currently. Mm-hmm. So, um, I just think I'm a better team this year, Calvin. I'm sorry, but, uh, I, you know, I would lean myself here, uh, with this dub and I think I went yeah, I pretty really, easily. I, I just have to hope that your, you know, everyone on your team catches COVID. <laughs> don't you dare say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you and put that on me, Ricky Bobby. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's basically my only shot, I think. Unless you know Mahomes just completely goes like you know postal this week, which I don't see happening. So, yeah, I, I think you're probably going to win our matchup, unfortunately. But next year, I will be coming with uh, with a new strategy. So, yeah, uh, he's playing Las Vegas, who I think he threw five touchdowns last time they played. So. There's always a chance, but you know we'll see. That that would probably be the difference. I mean, he's already projected 28, so even if he gets 40, you know, if the projections are correct on my end, which of course you know they could always be wrong, but I'm looking like where can he win? Even if he were to get like 40, you still got to make up like I don't know, like 20 points or so. So it's, I need um, him and Tyreek to have 40. <laughs> yeah, well, that would do it. I think for sure, that would definitely do it. <laughs> yeah, Dakota just got the edge here. Sorry, Calvin. It's just, uh, I mean, Dakota's just got a real solid team. Yeah, it's just um, not my year. It's not your year, but, I mean, you still got that championship under your belt. I do. I'm the, I'm the godfather of uh, yeah. EFFL. And so you'll, you'll definitely be back next year for sure. Definitely. As a little girl once said, good night, sweet prince, Calvin. <laughs> um <laughs> Sean, you are going up against Goodfellas. You know, it's a matchup you kind of want. No offense, Goodfellas, but it's, uh, you know, you've been underperforming. Sean needs to win to get in here. He's got Dallas going up against a very vulnerable Washington defense. They have been better as of late, but they are still garbage throwing the ball. But Dak has looked a little off. Um, So, you know, you got to hope that Cooper's good. Dallas has had some offensive line issues. Zeke is playing hurt. Um... I think this could be a really, really good game. I really do. I think Sean has a lot on here. I, I just, he, you really got to hope that you know Dallas comes to play. I think against Washington, I, it's a division game. They get weird. It's in Washington. Uh, I think everybody else on his team will be fine. I'm not too concerned. Uh, but that you know, Dak just needs to get right. As a Cowboys fan, we need to see that. Looking at Goodfellas. You know, there are some question marks. Tyler Lockett and Russell Wilson, they've been pretty bad, but they get a very good matchup, which is unfortunate for Sean against Houston. That's probably one team they can run it up against. And you have Gronk and Buffalo uh, going against each other here. So you got the tight end versus the defense of the other team in the tight end and super flex position. Or I'm sorry, the uh, tight end and flex position here. Um, So, 
as always, we know you're a big Bucks fan here. That could be an odd game. Colby's a lot of Tampa Bay. That, that's going to be a weird game. You got to hope that the Tampa Bay and that the, the uh, Buffalo game yeah. is high scoring yeah. is basically what I'm trying to say. And I think you got a shot here. Um, Buffalo's defense looks awful. So you got to think that maybe Tampa's going to try to run the ball like um, New England did, which could help Fournette here. Uh, maybe even Gronk, you know, they get down close and then, you know, maybe he's able to grab a TD or two. But uh, overall, I think, and I said this last week, the Cowboys get right, which I mean, they did. They won, but a lot of it came down to the defense last week against the Saints. But uh, I think the Cowboys are going to do well against Washington. Um, and I actually think it's going to be high scoring. I, I, I haven't looked at the over yet, but I would imagine it's got to be somewhere maybe mid 40s like maybe 46 and a half 48 and a half I'm actually going to look it up here I would take the over if that's the case though but I would go with Sean and uh while I'm checking this over it's I'll let Calman say his piece but um that's who I would go with it's at 48 on FanDuel 48 okay so yeah right that's kind of where I figure I would take the over I think uh I think Washington can score I think our defense is good but yeah I don't know these division games I just have something saying like this could be a high scoring scoring game in Washington yeah, honestly, look, I, f- I kind of feel like that Washington and Dallas game is going to be a very sloppy, low-scoring game. Um, if I had to, if I had to make a, a bet on that, um, I feel like they're because they're they have to match up again in a couple weeks, right? Or did they already play Washington? No, yeah, like two weeks. Yeah, see, I feel like that one probably has like greater potential for high scoring, but I feel like this one is going to be very sloppy. And just very low scoring. I'm not sure who's going to win the game, um, but that having that thought in my head does kind of concern me for this matchup for you, Sean. Um, one other thing that I'm really looking at here is Russell Wilson against Houston. I know the situation in Seattle is not great, and I know that Russell Wilson probably is going to want out of Seattle um, as soon as the season ends. Um, you know, probably already wants out of there now, but. I feel like he is not going to want to end his Seattle career uh, in the current state that he is in. I think he's going to want to go out with a few wins. Uh, I feel like this is a, a good game for him to kind of bounce back. His you know hand is or his finger is going to uh, be a little bit healthier this week. They're going up against not a great team. Uh, I feel like that has potential to um, to be problematic. Um, I think overall, uh, I still. I'm still going to go ahead and pick uh, Trash Pandas on this one, but um, there's definitely some danger um, on the other side there with the Goodfellas. But I guess we'll we'll see what happens. I agree. I, I, this definitely, I think, will be a great game. Um, Goodfellas hasn't had you know, the best season, but I don't think this is a cakewalk at all. You know, Fournette, he's been hot. He's he's one of the best running backs in the league right now. Uh, in terms of fantasy, you know, Gronk is back and healthy, and, and he's just a monster when he's actually healthy. Um, and then Wilson, like you said, Calvin, I don't, I don't think he's going to lay down against Houston. So I definitely see this being a, a good one. I could see it definitely being close as well. Next up, we have the New Jersey football team looking to play spoiler against the Hobbits. And if Sleeper has any say in this, he's going to, uh, you know, Adam Thielen, as we said, he is out. Um, I don't know how long he's going to be out. It's a high ankle sprain, something that like Des Bryant, you know, battled for a while. And, and typically, um, you know, that's, 
it's a nagging injury. It's hard to come back from really as a wide receiver. So I don't know how long that's going to linger. He does have Justin Jefferson, but again, Thielen is huge. Mike Williams is out with COVID. I do not expect him to play. So, you know, a down week, really the football team is catching the hobbits on. And I think I have to kind of agree here. You got Kyler Murray back going up against the Rams. You know, they have a good defense, but uh, Arizona just puts up points on everybody. Aaron Jones against Chicago. I like that. Again, Diggs versus Tampa. If that does become a shootout, I could see that being uh, that definitely hitting. So um, I think I tend to agree here. I just think with Thielen out, that's going to hurt. And Mike Williams is huge too and a good matchup against the Giants. So, you know, I'm looking where can he make this up? Maybe James Conner, if he can exceed that 10. Uh, you know, maybe Josh Jacobs, if he can exceed that 13, Kansas City's defense really isn't, you know, spectacular. And uh, I don't really see any points on football team that I would take away. I feel like the projections look pretty spot on. I mean, they're very reasonable. Nobody is like, I mean, Debo at 13, Zach Ertz at eight. That could be generous. Um, Claypool at 10. Again, that could be generous. So uh, we'll see. I, I I would probably lean sleeper here and lean football team to play spoiler. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you here. Um, I think the fact that he's going to be missing um, two productive receivers here, I, I just don't think that's something he's going to really be able to replace. Um, I, I don't see Crowder being able to go in there and doing do anything really spectacular. Um, yeah, I think he's he's kind of screwed for this week. Um, I just feel like you can't you can't basically lose your entire position there. Um, I just feel like that's not going to work. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm going to go ahead and and say the New Jersey football team is going to take the Hobbits out this week. Yeah, I agree. I think this is a New Jersey football team win. Uh, New Jersey football team is a good team. I know they, they haven't had the season they wanted, but they still have a lot of talent. You know, Murray lights it up, and uh, Montgomery's back. Diggs is, you know, good. And uh, the thing with uh, – Hobbits reminds me of, like, that NFL team that's, you know, in Week 17 and they're resting their starters because they already clinched a division. Um, and the Hobbits definitely would – needs they would like that win because they need to buy with all these injuries with Thielen and, and uh, Mike Williams getting COVID. So um, they definitely can't rest in their laurels this week because they're going to need that buy for sure. For sure. That buy is huge if you're the Hobbits, as Trump would say. So uh, <laughs> a lot on the line. I, I'm going to be watching that game closely. I think it's going to be interesting. I'm really, really excited for that one. Yeah. I'm also very excited for the next one uh, because there's a lot at stake for me. And as we get into this matchup, I'll tell you why, again, as I mentioned, the last last week for me, not to talk too much about me, but just for playoff seating and my, you know, that division was huge. Taylor made Brandon going up against Fadil, big chunky Ben. Fadil, the best five eight five and eight team in fantasy football history. Taylor made has made some spectacular moves, drafted very well, and overall just has a fantastic team. But this week, Daniel Jones out. Tua bye. Damien Harris, bye. Jonathan Taylor, bye. If this was the week that I need Brandon to get a loss, this is it. And he's going up against a tough Fadil team who just dropped the over 150 points and uh, nearly you know, was able to knock me off to keep his playoff hopes alive. Fadil has a great team with Josh Allen. Um, he's got a great team. Deontay Johnson, again, has picked it up really big time. T. Higgins is a deep threat. George Kittle is a beast. 
Kirk Cousins against Pittsburgh, that's going to be an odd game. You know, Pitt just played a tough, tough game against um, the Ravens, came down to the very last minute. Uh, so, you know, this could be a game where, you know, uh, Pitt just exhausted themselves and it's on Thursday night. So quick turnaround time for them tomorrow. So that could be a game really where the Vikings could upset, but maybe they put up some points. I don't know. But um, I don't think that it would be wise to pick against Brandon just because his team is so solid, but he has a lot of question marks in there right now, uh, specifically Foster Maru, who had a really, I guess he's filling in for um, Darren Waller, uh, but uh, tight end position, that's a question mark. And Davis Mills, um, he's had some good weeks, but he is just too much of a question mark as well. I think if, uh, if, if, if Brandon's going to lose, I think it's going to be this week. And I rarely, I feel like I rarely pick up uh, against Brandon, but you know, I'm going to try to put that in the air cause I need it. So I'm going to be a little biased here, but honestly, I think it really is just because big chunky Ben is such a good team. And I think he's catching Brandon on an off week, but I would not be surprised. Uh, again, Brandon's team is just so good. If he somehow finds a way to win here. Yeah, looking at the teams, honestly, I, I have a hard time picking against Brandon here. Um, I know that his quarterback position is extremely suspect. Uh, that's kind of been an issue that has kind of been, you know, hidden a little bit with Tua being in there. Um, unfortunately, though, he has you know Taysom Hill, who I'm pretty sure he is he's battling some kind of injury. Um, yeah, finger ligament. Yeah, is that okay? Yeah, so I mean, he he has that issue i actually picked up uh ian book <laughs> this week because um, <laughs> i have a feeling that you know at some point in time the saints are going to have to see what they have because i don't think hill or um simeon is really the long-term answer so uh, i don't really see the benefit of playing either of those players um you know for long periods of time um but he is going up against the jets this week which could give him some pretty good stats uh, I just don't think Hill is a very good, like, pure quarterback. He can run, but I just don't think he's really a great quarterback. But because it's the Jets, he could get some points. Uh, Mills against Seattle. Seattle's really not that great, and they actually just lost, um, uh, what's his name? Their uh, safety. I can't think of his name. Jamal Adams. Yeah, they just lost him for the season. Um, so I feel like that has, you know, some potential there for him to get some points. But, um, yeah, just I just have a feeling that Brandon is going to pull this one out. You know, Josh Allen going up against Tampa Bay. Um, he's looking for a bounce back game after, um, you know, Monday night. But I don't know. I feel like there's Josh Allen hasn't really been as good this year as he was last year. Uh, Kurt Cousins is definitely suspect. I mean, the Vikings just lost to the Lions, which is like insane to me. Um so yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like I feel like Brandon's going to end up winning this game. I just can't I can't pull against this team at this point in time, um, just because how solid it is, and you know who knows what Cup and Adams are going to do. I mean, they could get astronomical points this week. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say Brandon's probably going to take this one. I think on a regular week with Brandon at full strength, I think Brandon wins it hands down, slam dunk. Uh, I just think he has too many buys this week. I'm going to give the edge to Fidel. But I, I don't think Brand's going to lay down and die, and I definitely think uh, it'll be a pretty close matchup. Yeah, even though I'm picking against him, I, he could easily win this for sure. Even with all of those buys, he's still projected 123. So, And, uh, you know, it, it, 
anything could happen, especially with you know the emergence with now with Devontae Adams, Cooper Cup. I mean, they could both exceed nineteen. They could drop thirty apiece, and Brandon wins this easily. So, yeah, yeah. definitely, uh, please do not take it as disrespect, um, Brandon. Uh, next up, Super Mario Sunshine against Poverty Franchise. Super Mario Sunshine trying to lock in that number one seed and the buy. And I think he does it uh, without even looking. I know the rosters. I know the teams. <laughs> uh, I just I don't think Poverty Franchise has enough. I mean, just calling out a, a few of the things. Obviously, team just overall has not been very good. Um, Dalvin Cook may play, so that'll increase. But he uh, Super Mario Sunshine would really need to drop the ball from a lot of players. You know, even if Lamar Jackson doesn't put up twenty five, he's going to win. I, I really think Barkley, you know, he could not put up 15. He's going to win. Um, Matt Ryan, he could put up 10. I still think he's going to win. I just, I, there's too much here for Super Mario Sunshine. His team is just much better. I think the only, only way I could see this happening, I know Keenan Allen has the COVID designation. Maybe he doesn't play. Maybe Barkley, for whatever reason, he's questionable. He's been limited. Maybe he doesn't play. Elijah Mitchell, again, latest reports. Uh, I think he's got a, uh, a knee issue as well. Uh, let me click into him here. Oh, so he's got a concussion issue too. But um, So he's questionable. If those three players don't play and then you know you have to fill in – well, I mean, you get A.J. Dillon back. So, I mean, he's been fantastic down in Green Bay. Yeah, I just I think it's too much. I think it's too much. He's got a lot of people on by, which is primarily Eagles here, but – I don't really think he's got anything to worry about. He would have to have an empty roster spot or two, I think, to lose this week. Yeah, I feel like in order for Super Mario Sunshine to lose this game, he'd have to release half of his team and he'd have to flush his phone <laughs> down the toilet. Like, I, I feel like he is probably going to be fine. Yeah, I, there's not much to say about this. You guys summed it up pretty well. This is uh, this is going to be the biggest blow of the week. There you have it. And then we have our uh, EFFL Primo Hoagie Game of the Week. We have Wideout University against Rest in Peace Christian McCream Pie. And, uh, you know, Sleeper seems to agree. This is the – there's a lot on the line for both teams. Playoff seeding, play, you know, getting into the playoffs. Uh, do both teams have – I don't think both teams have clinched the playoff berth. Wideout needs a win here to clinch. Albert and, uh, did. Bruno didn't. I need Bruno to lose to make it. So this is so you're gonna have your eye. Game. Yeah, you'll have your eyes oh, yeah. on this game for sure, and Sports it's close. Wideout is projected one twenty seven point fifty five against Christian Cream Pie's one twenty four forty five. Uh, very very close here. You know, as I look through this and I see X factors, and I'm like, all right, where can you know who could lose this or who could win it? You know, Melvin Gordon again if he's out. I think that hurts because Miles Sanders is on a bye and he's also hurt. Um, his other running back as well, uh, Stevenson from New England, is on a bye, or as he likes to nickname him, Eddie Lacy. Um, I, so I, I don't know. Uh, Amir Abdullah, I didn't even know he was still in the league. Uh, he's got him. I, he's on Carolina, it looks like. But I think Chubba Hubbard is coming back this week. So... Um, mm. I, I really don't know. I, I really think this is like a coin flip. And then you go to the other side here. Big Ben going up against Minnesota on a short week. As you said, he actually had a good week last week for Big Ben in terms of fantasy points. I don't know if he's going to be able to repeat that. Um, you know, maybe Dalton Schultz, if he can find the end zone, that could be an X factor here. Taylor Heineke and Gibson against Dallas. Dallas defense has been good. They cause turnovers. That could hurt you. 
Or, like I said, if it, my projection is right, it's high scoring. I think that could win. I think Heineke could maybe get above that 22. Maybe he finishes, not by much, maybe 25, 26. I think Gibson could definitely exceed 15. We'll see. I mean, if I had to pick this game, oh, man, this is really a coin flip. It's, if I had to pick this game, I think I like Wideout University's lineup better this week. So I would probably lean with that. I'll just say he's got a better lineup. I'll go with the better talent. Yeah, looking at both teams. Um, well, I don't I even like know. I, I'm sorry to interrupt you. I really, now that no, I'm no, looking, go for it. I don't know if he's got the better team. I'm like looking position by position now. I'm taking <laughs> Joe Burrow. I'm taking Cordero Patterson. I'm taking Austin Eckler. So that's two to one for McCream Pie. I'm taking Hopkins over Westbrook. I'm taking uh, it's a toss up. I guess I'm taking Judy over Renfro. Mooney and Jefferson is a wash. I'm taking Kelsey over Schultz, uh, but then I'm taking Gibson and Heineke over Gordon and Newton. So I get ah, it's pretty close. I think I'm taking wide out. Yeah. So basically my thought process was actually exactly that looking like player per player. Like, I don't know if I really like Gibson against Dallas and I don't really know if I like Heineke against Dallas either. Yeah. Like you said, it could be um, a sloppy game. Yeah, I think it's going to be sloppy. I think it's going to be low scoring. So uh, that to me, you know, and plus add in the fact that Wideout University has been pretty good at losing this year. Um, I think that I think RIP Christian McCream Pie is going to take it this week. Yeah, I one thing I want to state is that Wideout University through all these trades is, is more like running back university. Um, you know, they don't have Adams anymore. They, they traded away D hop. Um, they don't have Julio Although They, I think they picked up Julio back. Um, but now they, you know, they got Clyde Edwards Hilaire. They always had Eckler, but now they have Gibson as well. So it's, it's now a triple, uh, threat in the backfield. Uh, and they're kind of just starting waiver wire fodder at a <laughs> wide receiver. Um, so, so might want to change the name Bruno, but, uh, I definitely think it's going to be close. Um, I'm selfishly going to pick Albert, RIP Christian McCream because my season depends on it. But um, <laughs> I definitely could see this being the closest matchup of the week. Um, Wouldn't it be poetic if DeAndre Hopkins puts the dagger in wideout university season? If he just goes off and puts up like, you know, 35 points or something, <laughs> you know, you traded him away. He's playing his former team. Oh, what man. would happen? Revenge here? game. Man. Be fun to look at. But um, there you have it. So that's our projections, predictions for the week. Uh, we'll be looking. I, I know I'll be paying attention to quite a few games here. It's been a very fun season. Uh, you know, keep the chat spicy. So we have uh, something to look forward to here. And I, I guess we can call it here. So if you made it this far, thanks for listening. And uh, we will catch you guys next week where we do our season recap and we get into the playoffs. So exciting stuff. Uh, But thanks again, guys. Good luck. Goodbye.